Bienvenidos y welcome to the Biz Bruja podcast, where reclaiming our powerful intuition, our sacred medicina, embracing our magic and healing ancestral patterns, invoke powerful creations in our own well-being, our lives, familias, community, and our businesses. Remembering that our businesses are so important at this time. I'm the creatrix of this blogcast, the biz bruja herself, Vanessa Codornu, a modern-day bruja, fourth-generation psychic medium, clinical hypnotist, energy healer, and soul biz mentor and coach. An Argentine-American who started reading adults at 16, became a professional intuitive at 22, and now guides creatives, intuitives, healers, and entrepreneurs to break through fears, connect to the practical power of their intuition so they can serve the world powerfully. I'm so excited to be here today with esoteric Asa, Jasmine. Welcome, Jasmine. Hello, Vanessa Bizbruja, one of my favorite brujas. I'm so grateful to be here. It, girl, it's been a long time coming, and I'm I'm glad we were able to make it happen before yes. 2020 ended. Yeah, yeah, totally. And for all all the folks, welcome, bienvenidos. So I just want to share a little more before we get into this conversation that I know is going to be super inspirational. Um, probably funny at times and always raw and real. <laughs> I met Jasmine um, uh-huh. earlier this year mm-hmm. and then she shared me on her podcast. Mm-hmm. And, and then I worked with her and she did a session for me that was on point. And I love her Oracle deck, which we're going to go into later on in, in this conversation. But I wanted to say one of the things about Jasmine that I adore, that I love, is that her heart is in the right place. She's grounded. She is a true priestess inside and out. Um, she's really pure, like brilliance, brains, beauty, spirit, visionary. Um, and I say this, you know, with all the love in the world because of what I've gotten to know of you. And like, I'm getting a little emotional uh, that I really do admire you, that you're an inspiration. And I've watched you, how you've shown up and served um, throughout this whole year. And I mean, for anybody who's listening, if you want to follow this path, follow Jasmine Esoteric Essa and look to her. Always do it in your own way, of course, because mm-hmm. each and every one of us is different. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about not only, I'm talking about your depth, your wisdom, and I'm talking about the desire that you have to serve so fully. Like I mm-hmm. never see your work as flimsy. I never see it as um, something that you're just, you know, getting on the bandwagon. Mm. It's something that is so deeply rooted in your soul and whose time has come. So that's mm. how I witness you. Oh, oh <laughs> my God. I mean, you really did make me emotional with that. Um, of course, who doesn't love to be spoken about so beautifully, <laughs> such as you did in regards to my character, but I know you really mean it. Yes, I do. I know you mean it. You're someone who's true with your word. And I know we've, we've, def- we're from the same soul tribe. Yeah. So I know yeah. we've worked alongside in some lifetime, some yeah. out of our many. And I really appreciate your kind words and what you see in me, I see in you because we are mirrors of one another. And so the feeling's really mutual. And I, I just sincerely appreciate you 
seeing me because that's one thing that I really work really hard in this lifetime is to feel seen, especially since that's some childhood trauma I've been working through, right? Never really feeling seen or heard. So thank you for your kind words. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Honored to see you, Jasmine. And is and then you know, in this love fest, I would love to hear, <laughs> you know, how did you become esoteric Essa? Or how did she come to yeah. your journey? Yeah, I love that question. Esoteric Essa to me is not a moniker. She is an aspect of my soul. And um the way she was birthed was <laughs> um, I love to think of her as my higher self. And my father growing up used to always talk in like Chicano slang. Um, my dad's Mexican. He immigrated here during the, the 70s, the, the late 60s, early 70s, and during the whole Chicano movement. So growing up, it was always like jokingly like, what's up, Essa? Or Essa, come on, let's go do that. You know, stuff like that. That was like a, a term of endearment. And my father's been a huge part of my journey and my spirituality because my father is Catholic. He's hardcore Catholic. And um, he was a big, big foundation in me stepping out of the spiritual closet. And so when I was thinking of channeling my higher self and how I would identify her in the 3D, it, she was just like esoteric essa. You know, you've always been to esotericism. And so that's how she came to be. <laughs> and it just rolls off the tongue. And I did the numerology behind it. You know, because, you know, you're familiar with numerology, Vanessa. So, like, you can do the numerology behind the different letters in a name. And she ended up being in the vibration of 11, which I'm a life path 11. So I was like, well, no shit. There's the fucking synchronicity. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you're muted. Oh, here I am. (laughs) Oh, wow. I was laughing and talking and I'm like, whoo, here I'm back. So no, no, I was saying, um, I was saying, and I was actually making sounds along the way and going, whoo, wow, reacting to you. And, and so, but we were muted, but I love how it came to be and perfectly an 11 aligned with your life path. Now, were you, were you someone that was aware as a child? Was it something gradual that you came to your spiritual path, to your spiritual awareness? Was there a defining moment or moments in childhood. Yeah. Or even as a teenager or young adulthood, like, yeah. Um, growing up, I was always in tune with energy. I could always feel when something was off or especially low vibrational energy. But the first experience I had, that was when my great grandma passed and um, we used to go to her house in East LA and my Thea, who was her youngest daughter, still to this day lives across her childhood home, my great grandma's house. And after my great grandma passed, I, I didn't tell this to my parents until honestly, like a month ago. And I saw my great grandma, I saw her soul, I saw her spirit. And after that, I was just like, Oh my God, like this is so creepy. So I completely blocked it out. Right. Cause that's, that's what I was conditioned to be fearful of. So at a young age, I knew I could connect with energy and spirit. And there was one experience, one encounter when I was in my early teens, I was 15 and I was in a situation um, where I, I really 
had to trust and bank on my intuition. And my intuition was telling me I needed to leave and get out of that environment. Otherwise I was going to be sexually raped or assaulted. And yeah, yeah. So I, sure enough, um, when that person was approaching me, when I was walking home one day, you know, I still get chills thinking, thinking about it. And this is actually the first time I've ever shared this experience actually. Wow. And, um, my intuition said, you know, pay attention. This person coming up is bad. And, you know, when you're in tune with energy, you can tell when someone's giving off sexual energy, right? When they're giving off malicious energy. Yes. Yeah, you could just feel that shit. So then I decided to go a separate route down another alleyway because I used to walk home sometimes from high school because I had to take two buses to get home. And um, sure enough, I don't know what it was, but I think like my guardian angel, you know how you hear these stories where you like a guardian angel came by and just was like, go this way instead of that way. And that person like tried to run up on me and I just slipped out of that person person's grasp. And I got into like from the alleyway into like a main street where I was out in the open. So from that moment on, I was like, Oh my God, you know, when you can just feel your intuitive voice, the gut instinct kicked in. And I was like, Oh, that's what this feels like. I, you know, so since then, that was a big awakening for me. And I just started trusting her more and more. So (laughs) it's crazy, you know, when you really start listening to your inner guidance um, and and trusting her. So yeah, those were those moments for me. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I had similar moments where it's like, don't let this guy into your house, don't into your apartment, don't let it. And I'm like, I think I'm weird. And then they attack you and you're like, okay, <laughs> my yeah. higher self was talking to me and I didn't listen. Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad you escaped his grasp. And how yes. is your career path? Like, I, I think you were, you were doing music before, right? <laughs> how did you go from music to astrology to creating <laughs> oracles and being an oracle? Oh, man. I, Yeah, that's interesting to this day. I mean, I got a degree in journalism and public relations. And thank God I paid off that that college debt because I'm not using that degree at all at this point. But (laughs) I actually, yes, to your point, I worked in entertainment PR. I worked in music and events for a while. And um, at that time, I like to say um, I was there until my Saturn return. And I started having my fall from grace. And that's one thing that I had to learn the hard way. You and I have discussed this on, you know, on our session in my podcast, where I really have to make sure I do ego work. Um, I really came in with a lot of ego debt that I had to work through in this lifetime. And at that time, I was so young. I was 23. I got into the business and I was making, you know, I thought the greatest money at the time. Granted, it was only 40K and they were overworking me 12 hours a day, you know, but it was living the dream because that was my dream. I always wanted to be in music and spirit basically kicked my ass and made me have my fall from grace and made me realize, you know what, you're underappreciated here. Um, my boss at the time was literally like the devil wears Prada, Vanessa. Yes, yes. Girl, she kicked my ass. She served me a new backbone. She ripped my colon out and she oh. she taught me a lesson. But you know what? I'm grateful for her, you know? Yes. Really grateful for her. So then I ended up transitioning and leaving corporate America. And I was like, I'm going to try and do this thing on my own. So I actually, what people don't really know, and you could probably attest to this, when you start on your own, you're going to fail a lot. 
you have to. Yeah. So I failed, quote unquote, failed to start my own business twice before I finally got into solid ground. And I had to do other things on the side and freelance. So how I got into doing spiritual work, um, honestly, <laughs> largely in part, I was inspired by my grandma, mm-hmm. my grandma who just passed this last year, my mom's mom. And you're very familiar with her story. But for those listening who aren't, she was a professional psychic tarot reader. That's how she paid her bills. (laughs) Um, And she read my palm at the age of nine. She would gift me crystals. We would go to gem shows together. And um, it was one of those things where I had that awakening of like, I want to do what she did because I know it's in me. And then later I realized, wow, I'm here carrying on her legacy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. And and for I feel that way, partly for my own, right? Because um, thankfully, your grandmother was out, right? Because my family wasn't yeah. out. Like, yeah, they, they talked about it among themselves, did it for each other, mm-hmm. but didn't show it publicly. That's really, really beautiful. Yo, you know, what's crazy, though? Sorry to cut you off, Vanessa. Yeah. So yeah, my grandma was publicly out and she was the black sheep. She was outcasted because of that. But my grandma had always been outcasted since a young age because she had a lot of trauma. And when she spoke out about trauma, people didn't believe her. Right. They didn't want to believe her because um, that was just the thing to do. Um, so but the crazy thing is her cousins and my mom's cousins, um, they would come to her for readings low key. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. mm-hmm. right. You know, this is an interesting thing my mom shared with me. She's like, be mindful who you read, right, or who mm. you work with mm-hmm. in the beginning, because in the beginning, you're doing friends and family, right? She's like, because there are some people who are not going to really want you around after you drop some truth on them. So it was really interesting. And, you know, I don't like the energy in terms of carrying that forward into my life, but mm-hmm. at the time, it was uh, eye-opening because I did find that, you know, you were almost excluded or a black sheep, right? But then mm-hmm. when they need you, they come to Girl. to mm-hmm. work with you, right? Well, uh, yeah, was, when they need something from you, here they come. <laughs> right, right. And obviously, like, I, I worked on that to release it, to heal it, to be like, no, I'm bringing mm-hmm. it forward. But also things have changed nowadays. Like, back in the day, we're saying your grandma's time, maybe what, 30 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. Even yeah. more, even 40, even more. 50 mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, that was seen as, you know, brujeria. Oh, 1000%. And so thankfully now, I think that people will work with us and then shout it out to the rafters, right? <laughs> <laughs> On Instagram, yo girl. So uh-huh. beautiful to see how much things have changed. Yeah. Well, just to your point, to add to that, um, I have not had a personal experience where I've had really, I really haven't had much family reach out to me mm-hmm. for readings. And I haven't had an experience where I'm like, you know what, I can't read for you. But my grandma, who just passed the one we're talking about, she was in a, in a predicament where one family member went to her and wanted to get confirmation that that family member's husband was cheating on her. And my grandma told her, like denied her twice, was like, I can't do that kind of reading for you because what comes through in the cards, I have to be true and tell you. And I don't know if you're ready for that, you know? And so the third time 
when that family member insisted on my grandma reading for her, my grandma said, okay, but you have to make this promise that whatever comes of this, you will not hold it against me. And you know what I'm saying? Like, that's your decision. So she read for her and sure enough in the cards confirm that that man was cheating on that family member. Mm. And, um, and then later come to be that family member ended up finding proof because this, the other woman stepped forward and, you know, made it this whole novella love triangle. Yeah. So yeah, to your point, it can definitely put you in, in kind of shaky water, shaky ground, you know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's why I always tell like budding, um, soulful entrepreneurs or budding brujitas who want to bring their business online that you get a whole other feel when you have these boundaries and actually work with the public as scary as it may seem before you step out and do it Mm -hmm. like it actually helped me it Mm -hmm. helped me as an empath it helped me as an intuitive because it wasn't a Mm free-for-all like Mm -hmm. this is the appointment boom this is the time as opposed to reading a family member or a friend who's been hanging out with you the next day and then Mm -hmm. you're doing it again you're doing it again because you can't help it because you know (laughs) it happens and I I feel like putting those boundaries around actually creating um, time scheduling you know around our work or creating containers sacred Mm. containers or offerings actually helps us Um, Mm -hmm. Did you experience that as you stepped out as an astrologer, as a tarot reader, as a teacher and a guide? Well, I love that. I totally agree with what you're saying. And my personal experience was I actually did not start off reading friends or family. They are barely coming to me now, which is interesting because I think now they see and now they're kind of seeing like, okay, you know, there might be some sort of legitimacy to whatever this world is, but I just threw myself out there and I just, honestly, I just didn't even decide I'm not ready. I just started reading. I just started reading for people. I started doing them for free, obviously, or I started charging a really low rate, you know? I only started charging like $7 was my starting rate when I first started doing this work in tarot and also doing personal charts. Looking back, I'm like, holy shit, that's like nothing, girl. I know, I know. Uh, It's like nothing, but you do have to start somewhere. And I think that I personally like to recommend for those of you listening who are curious to start doing this work, whether professionally or just to help, um, really try to read people you don't know because you come in with a bias with friends and family and you kind of have a history of them. And then you're like, well, it kind of muddies your, your clear state of channeling. Cause you're like, well, I kind of know them. So then you get up in your head, whereas opposed to where you're reading someone who you have no idea who this person is and you're coming in as a clear channel and you're channeling information that you wouldn't know because you have no idea who this person is outside of, you know, this moment that really helps also to give you that validation because validation is really important when you are growing in this work. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that you, that you shared that. That's something that I speak with my students as well, because there is a bias and then there could be, Mm -hmm. you know, upset around what was, what came through and then self doubt. So Mm -hmm. yes, throw yourselves out there and do it. I started reading my family at 16 
And um, so it was hard to put myself out there, but then my parents brought me strangers <laughs> and I, we didn't charge at all. And, uh-huh. and that's when I was like, oh, okay, this is real. Cause I was doubting it the whole time. I'm like, well, I kind of know some stuff. So it was, it was interesting, but I love that you threw yourself out there yeah. and you know, I'm, I'm feeling into, because this, this interview is just like, we're just, you know, riffing and chatting and going with the mm-hmm. flow. I'm feeling into where I'm guided and, you know, you've been on the scene now, like several years, you've been in the space, you have a community, right? And Patreon, Mm -hmm. online, social media, you're a writer, you've created the Oracle deck, which I want to talk about. What are some of the things just from your experience that you've noticed this year in this space? like even just the Latinx, BIPOC mm. space in terms of wellness, spirituality, just some stuff, mm. you know, off mm. the top of your head. It could be one or two things, just whatever you yeah. feel. Yeah, that is a wonderful question because I feel like um, we don't reflect on the growth of the community as much as we should, to yes. your point. And 2020, when we first started 2020, it was still this transition, especially in the Latinx community, of all right you know astrology is getting kind of cool and mainstream because we're seeing it on tiktok we're seeing these mainstream brands fuck around with it we're seeing these you know these silly ass graphics that you know what's your what's your cocktail for your zodiac saying oh capricorn's your mojito and yeah granted those are fun (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) but when i work with brands you know because i like you mentioned i write for quite a few platforms And um, every time they want me to go that route, I am really true and I'm very direct and honest with them. And I say, I don't do that kind of content. And I've had several editors (laughs) come to me and they're like, can you just dumb it down a bit? Like with your astro forecast and your horoscopes, just bring it back down a bit to like surface or can you make it more lighthearted or playful? And, you know, I do my best to kind of weave that in because I get it. We all have a starting point and we want and the whole point of doing this work is so we can cast a wider net to help, you know, more of the collective and the community um, make that decision uh, to, you know, to make this journey into consciousness through these tools provided, such as astrology and numerology. But um, in the beginning of the year, it was a lot of that in terms of like the work and the projects I was getting and what I was being challenged with. And now I'm seeing more and more with the editors that I still work with. And I'm so grateful for all the opportunities I've had this year with editors and writing for all the different platforms. And now people are more and more like open to like, you know what, let's go there. Let's go deeper. Let's go darker. Whereas before I think, and I think we're still in this light and you tell me how you feel, but I still feel like spirituality in the mainstream. um, But also, especially in the Latinx community, we're very much focused on the light and people are still too scared to go into the dark right? To the darker aspects of yeah. ourself, to the darker aspects of the polarity that astrology has to offer. And it's not about being negative or, you know, creating a distorted perspective. But I do feel like if we're always constantly love and light, love and light, that is spiritual bypassing. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And so I feel like, um, you know, practitioners such as yourself and other people I see in the community are re- really bringing that conversation to the forefront. And I do see in the community, um, folks shifting and gravitating to wanting to learn that knowledge more um, in order to identify that within themselves as well. But I do still feel we're, we're still at the tip of the iceberg. We're at the surface in terms of the collective, but you know, 
this year, 2020 was so pivotal for everybody. How could we not see the darkness? We had to confront the darkness. Um, so as far as what I've been observing, I feel like the Latinx community is embracing this work more. And then we just had that, that um, biopic of Walter, Walter Mercado on Netflix, which, you know, I have my opinions on it. Um, but at least we're getting that kind of stuff out there in the mainstream, you know, like that was a big, that was a big win for the community to have someone like him being honored and recognized, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I was watching him since I'm like a little kid and, Mm -hmm. um, I agree with you in terms of the bypassing. I remember, um, showing up at different groups, you know, when I was younger, talking about 17, 18, you know, back Mm -hmm. in the day, which is, you know, before Wi-Fi. So it was a different space. Mm. And of course, being predominantly white, and then also very love and light, love and light. Mm -hmm. The thing though, is I initiated into Wicca, right, when Mm -hmm. I was 22. And any person who studies a shamanic perspective or pagan perspective, Mm -hmm. and they overlap, they're different. And then there's very different, you know, types of shamanism and paganism and all this other stuff. I, I was initiated into the different mysteries. And so from a young age, I know that the darkness is the place where we are created. Like it is a place of growth. It's a place of nurturing. It's the womb. It's the dark earth in which we place seeds of ideas and feelings and, and, and new creations. Mm. But we've been, of course, by, you know, the Judeo-Christian religions, society, et cetera, (laughs) we've been, We've been tainted to be afraid of those things. And that's why our spirituality, our sacredness as women, the divine feminine, mm-hmm. our sexuality, our orgasm and our sexuality. I mean, the way we talked a little bit about Lilith and your podcast, right? Mm-hmm. The the whole story with Lilith being kicked out of, you know, mm-hmm. paradise because, you know, she didn't want to <laughs> be, you know, yeah. around or told what to do. Conformed. Conformed. Yeah. And so- yeah. Mm-hmm. So we are, we are, and you, like you said, we're still a little in the love and light because it's the bypass. Uh, and I get it. Like, can I just add to that really quickly? Yeah. I love everything you're saying. And it's because uh, my personal opinion, you know, and it's not always right, but just the way I'm perceiving the shift, we're stepping out of age of the Pisces, age of Pisces. Now we're stepping into the age of Aquarius, right? And so age of Pisces, which was the last, you know, 2,500 years was strictly religious based, right? Christianity. And, you know, like you said, <laughs> um, you know, Judaism. And, and, and I think that's why a lot of times when we get into this work, especially as practitioners, we want our work to feel friendly and safe, you know? So, you know, that's why people tend to gravitate to the angelic realm and working with the angels because yes. they've been so indoctrinated into religion, although they're not they're not like owned by religion, you know, they're just entities. Um, And so now, and you know, even when I work with people, I'll say I'm men, you know, I'll do all that to make them feel comfortable and welcome. So they know this is the light, but yes, you're right. A lot of what we perceive to be the light really has a lot of um, root. It has been rooted in, you know, the origins of the Hebrews and all, all of that, you know, Judaism history, but I do see us transitioning out of that. Um, and that's what age of the Aquarius is, is, is about the spirituality, not the religious aspect. Um, totally. so anyways, could go on. We could talk about this forever. I know. <laughs> and totally. And listen, if anybody is, uh, involved in any of the traditional religions, like they're not, uh, mutually exclusive. You can be spiritual yeah. and be part of a religion. Yes. <clears throat> We're just commenting. Mm-hmm. 
on what's happened historically. Mm-hmm. You see that a lot in Latinx community where, you know, guiding them in intuition work, they're like, I'm still dealing with the fear of the dark side or yes. that I'm doing yes. something wrong, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so we're healing that, we're clearing it. And so I want to know what inspired you to create your Oracle deck? Mm, and what was the baby. process like? Mm-hmm. What was the process like? Uh, my baby. That I, <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. The Modern Spiritual Latina Oracle, which thank you so much, Vanessa, for purchasing and supporting her and the mission behind her. Um, the process, literally, I did it all on my own. At first, I really was set on hiring a Latina to help work on the project, at least from um, the illustrations point and graphic designing, because that's not a skill I had. And so I went through two situations where I brought on, you know, two different designers and it just it didn't work. It fell through for whatever reason. We just couldn't make it work. And so that made it clear to me that spirit was basically saying, no, you can do this. You can do this all on your own. And you know that no one else is going to design it the way you want to design it. Because, girl, I'm a Virgo rising. So, (laughs) yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm very, very particular to the point where it's anal and it's annoying. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's go ahead. Let's learn this Photoshop. Let's buy this Photoshop. Let's do all the research, everything I needed to know with rights and licensing, licensing, excuse me, and trademarking. So that's like the 3D aspect. So the whole project took about honestly six months, which to me felt like an eternity. But for most people who design decks, they're like, oh, I worked on this deck for years. And you know what? Everyone's timeline is different. I'm a creative. I'm going to own that. You know, I have a lot of air energy so I can generate creativity pretty quickly. So for me, yeah. So for me, it was one of those things where six months took fucking forever. I'm an Aquarius. All right. So (laughs) (laughs) we want, we're air. We want that shit now. And we want the 5D and the 3D ASAP. But, but to the vision portion behind it, Um, I have to give all credit to our ancestors and I say our Latinx ancestors and to my spirit team. I simply was just the person who was putting it all together and formulating all the ideas. I worked very, very closely with Archangel Gabriel to put together the creativity behind it all and calling in my ancestors specifically. You know, there's a lot of imagery there. I wanted to pay homage to our culture because all the decks out there respectfully speaking there's so many great decks but there's no there's no there are no decks in my personal opinion that represent our community that represent our history you know both histories the colonized you know and and the colonizer and I wanted to pay back to all of that because there's even like you know I have the rosary in there I have religious you know, pieces in, in the deck. Yeah. Because it's all, we have to accept all of it, at least for me and my journey. Yeah. I know many of us yeah. grew up with those experiences. Um, um, I do feature a lot of women of color, brown women, you know, these, these are actual, it's basically a collage format of artistry. So I did buy the rights and license and, and the licenses for all the photography there. So I can own the publication of the imagery of the women who are shared there. And one of the beautiful things about your purchase of the deck 
and for anyone who purchased it moving forward is that portions of, of, you know, the proceeds of your purchase, I do give back on a quarterly basis to different organizations that help support and protect the lives of indigenous peoples. Mm -hmm. And so, because that is my way to give back, you know, Yes. As someone who's very privileged to live here in America and to practice this work without being condemned, killed, you know, um, there's so many people who are still doing this work in our countries back home who will have to do it still in hiding and be murdered, you know. Um, And so I want to give back to support our communities, especially in the Amazon and our indigenous, you know, friends and family. And um, so that's basically in a nutshell what she's about but I call her the modern spiritual Latina because that's who we all are yes you know we're a little bit of everything and whatever your spiritual practice looks like to you you can have you know all kinds of inspiration in your practice you can be pagan you can still have your Catholicism you can be completely esoteric you can work with you know Judaism, because I do have, you know, the star of David in there. I wanted to honor all those legacies. So thank you for asking that question. I love it. I love the deck. It's just like home. And I like you like to honor um, the colonizer and the colonized within us. And it's important for our own wholeness, for our own healing. So yeah, thank you you for creating such a beautiful, beautiful tool. So Jasmine, what's next for you? What's coming Mm. up next for you and coming up anything that you'd like to share with us uh, Mm. astrologically for all of us or Mm -hmm. what's coming up for you and your (laughs) offerings? Wow. Um, I think astrologically one thing for us to make note of um, when this comes out, likely we will be in the midst of welcoming the great conjunction. Yes. which will be, yeah, happening on December 21st. And that will last us until all of 2021. And that is the formations of Jupiter and Saturn coming together in Aquarius, which is officially kind of like the, you know, it's like the, it's like the pre-show party to the award <laughs> show, right? <laughs> yeah. As we, yeah. As we step into age of Aquarius. So that's going to be really good in terms of uh, the collective feeling much more spiritual, much, much more, um, much more free to practice the liberation of their philosophies and, and what their philosophy and their outlooks and ideologies on life have been. And now what they can be feeling stimulated and liberated. Um, And then for 2021 numerology wise, girl, it's a five energy. It's a five universal year. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on, honey. Because 2020, as you know, is the four and four has been so rigid, right? Cause that's what four is all about. Um, four can be very stubborn and rigid. Cause you think about it, it's the four corners of a square. Yeah. There's nowhere else to go, but those four corners um, and with the five, you know, five creates movement. Five's all about rebellion and radicalism liberation. And so next year, if you're feeling right now, you feel stuck, just know that next year you're going to feel definitely some relief and some room to grow. It's all about expansion for 2021, which is exciting. I'm so excited to see where everyone lands, especially our community. I think we're already seeing that right now. Tell me, tell me if you're feeling this, but especially in the community, like, um, you know, we have Ija de Tu Madre and 
and just to give shout outs to people in the actual community and Rizzo's Curls who are doing these big brand activations, you know, with these big yes. brands and putting the Latinx community out there, like getting launched in Target, like getting their work out there. Like, oh my God, right? It's so incredible to see our community grow. It makes me so emotional because we have seen firsthand how hard our community works and, and now we're taking up space. Like we've been saying, let's take up space. 2021, we're going to take up space. Yes, yes. I mean, the thing that moved me the most, and I know you've experienced this, you know, in your groups, in your community, is how people were showing up in the Latinx community to really heal this year, mm. yes. to, deep, to go into the darkness, even if we didn't call it that, you just call it mm-hmm. going within, right? Going in, yeah. going into the trauma, going into the past lives, going into mm-hmm. the healing, going into uh, our ancestral patterns. And just taking this time, if we had some, or if we found some, to dive deeper and to release even more, right? Mm, release absolutely. all or not and shine. And so, yeah, I'm very excited for everything that's happening with the brands and, and with our work and how we're getting seen and heard and, um, and making space for us all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so thank you, Jasmine. I mean, Jasmine, we could just like turn on record and like talk for a day. So, so we're going to have you come back if you say yes. And I want to, I just definitely want to bring you back to talk a little more about um, different astrology in 2021. Yeah, let's so, do yeah, it. Yes, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Um, where can, what can we, where can we find your incredible the modern spiritual Latinas Oracle deck and all of your other services and writing. Yeah. Thank you for asking. And again, thank you so much for allowing me to be here and hold space for me and always looking out for me. Um, I really, really appreciate your sincerity and how much you give back to the community um, and to your peers and your colleagues as well. Um, so if you guys are interested in connecting with me, of course, there's always Instagram esoteric underscore S at ESA. Um, but I don't like to lean too much on Instagram. I don't like to put all my eggs in one basket. So you can always contact me at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash esoteric essa. I do have a podcast that Vanessa has been on, Biz Bruja. Yeah, if you want to check her out, it's called Better Work Bitch. Um, and we talk about my hypnotherapy session, which was so crazy, honestly, till this day. Girl, people are just like, this episode is like one of my favorite episodes of the podcast. I'm like, mine too. (laughs) My love. I'm still getting messages. I'm still getting. I love it. Yeah. And then if you want to, if you want to, um, hopefully the deck is not out of stock when you hear this, but I do have inventory and I'm restocking the Oracle deck, the Modern Spiritual Latina Oracle. And you can purchase that at Suluminati.com. And if you want to book a reading, tarot, astrology, or numerology, or I also do twin flame checks, um, you can also book that with me at Suluminati.com. And please also, if you can, support Vanessa in any way possible through all her many courses. So thank you so much. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you. Mm. I love you. I love you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please follow this incredible, talented, just beautiful human and I know that so much is coming for the collective and for mm-hmm. each and every one of us. And let's step in with, you know, the resilience, the courage, el amor, la energía, la esperanza, everything that we've cultivated yeah. this year into 2021. And hold on tight because five could be an awesome wildfire. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, thank you, Jasmine. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. 
Thank you.